You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, go to naturalstacks.com. Oh, what's up, everybody? Before we jump into this episode of the OPP, as I customarily do, I will cover one product that I love that we carry. And today, it's the natural protein. I think when you're fasting and when you eat for ketosis, like I do, about 80% of the time, I think that there is sometimes a lack in, in high quality protein. And because of the amount of fat that you're eating, um, what I found is that when I'm in ketosis, I sort of slim down almost too much. And now I'm trying to put a little bit of weight back on for the summertime. And I've been using a lot more of the whey plus collagen protein that we carry. And as you know, it's 18 grams of grass-fed protein per serving. And it also has collagen and colostrum. And as you probably already know, collagen is really good for connective tissues. Colostrum is, uh, is, is an enzyme uh, that helps fight disease. And in combination, when you add either the vanilla bean or in the case that I like, I like the uh, cacao, uh, it, it creates this uh, opportunity for a protein that, that's really good for you, that's not super filling, you don't have to eat a whole entire steak and it really has helped me put on some lean muscle mass in the course of like the last two months or so. So if you are trying to bulk up from this for the summertime or you're trying to uh, put on a little extra lean uh, muscle mass, the natural protein uh, is, is an excellent way to go. It's really, it's a really clean, non-bloaty protein that, that I now take um, once or twice a day. Give it a shot. You guys all have a pretty stellar opportunity to double up on the brain food line that we carry at Natural Stacks with a buy one, get one BOGO offer. Buy one, get one. And as you know, you're familiar with the brain food line, which is the dopamine brain food, serotonin brain food, acetylcholine brain food, and GABA brain food. And now we're running a special for a buy one, get one on all brain food stacks on a natural stack for the month of June. Just use the code BOGO at checkout when you buy any single bottle of any of the natural stacks brain foods and you will get another one for free on the house. Buy one, get one. These are these are sort of the secret sauce. These are magical little supplements that I use one of them at least every day to help me, whether it's mental clarity or positive mood or mental drive or relaxation, read up on it too. Head to the website and read the details, what's in it, how it works, and what the benefits are, and then um, take advantage of this offer. Buy one, get one, BOGO, naturalstacks.com. On today's episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast, we have Joe Scola, who is the founder of Wise Ape Tea. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big fan of tea. I drink tea every day, usually in the afternoon, and then usually another cup uh, in the evening time, like an herbal tea. But Wise Ape Tea is a pretty cool company. It's an adaptogenic tea. So let's take, for example, uh, the Chocolate Hustle, which is a cacao, mint, yerba mate tea. Yes, chocolate, mint, tea, yerba mate. It's awesome. It tastes incredible, and it has adaptogens as part of the ingredients. 
uh, let me read these off to you. Organic roasted yerba mate, organic peppermint leaf, organic cacao nibs, organic bacopa, organic ashwagandha, organic tulsi, organic chicory, organic stevia. And uh, it's a cool company. It's branded really well. The tea is awesome. So the Chocolate Hustle is is a nootropic tea. And the other two lines in from Wise Ape, if you go to wiseapetea.com, is a coconut warrior. And the coconut warrior tea from Wise Ape is a, a turmeric tea. And these teas are, are really nice additions to whatever you're doing for supplementation. And because they have adaptogens in them to sort of regulate your stress and regulate your body's own sort of systems, they're really delicious. They taste good. It's a cool story. And when you buy these the tea from these guys, they donate to worthy causes. And uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. We get we get a little bit into uh, sort of the the deep dive into how tea works and how what people use and and sort of the historical relevance of it. But he and I also talk about sort of my tea habits and his tea habits. And uh, it's a cool thing. I mean, I think bulletproof coffee and fatty coffee get a lot of credit. And which is of course good because I drink the I drink the the butter coffee in the morning as well. And you can switch that to tea really easily, and it's also delicious. And I think tea is an afternoon beverage, and also the ceremony around tea are kind of fun and interesting. You know, if you're looking for something to do with your buddies, with your friends, uh, instead of going out and drinking 20 beers, why don't you hang out and drink some tea and chit chat? You know, kind of hang out and chill. Uh, it's a really cool podcast and I really enjoyed him uh, him coming on and I hope that you guys enjoy. You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast and I'm your host, Sean McCormick. It's the OPP. I'm a performance coach, a wellness entrepreneur, a blogger, a speaker, a biohacker, and it's my privilege to bring to you the leading experts in the field of performance. So let's dig right in. And we are joined on today's episode of the OPP by Joe Scola, who is the founder of Wise Ape Tea. Joe, thanks for joining us today. Sean, happy to be here, my friend. Nice. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, man. Uh, Before we jump into the wide world of tea, which I'm so excited to talk about because I, I, I actually do drink your tea every day. Um, bef- I start the same way every time, every episode, by asking the person what is in their body. So right now it's 11 o'clock on the East Coast where you are. It's 8 a.m. where I am uh, here on the West Coast. What is in your system today, Joe? What have you eaten? What have I eaten? So I typically practice intermittent fasting on a daily basis. Um, with the exception of a few days each week. But so this morning, I actually, I knew I was coming on. So I woke up and I made myself a silverback tea, which is our version of Bulletproof, right? So it's uh, healthy fats blended into our, we have a chocolate hustle uh, adaptogenic tea blend. And I use that as the base. And then on top of that, I actually stacked it with some Siltep from Natural Stacks. Because um, uh, every once in a while, I'll dabble with some of these nootropics and um, I, I knew I was coming on here today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bust out the Siltep. I'm going to pop a couple of these bad boys. So yeah, right now it's just straight tea and, um, and some Siltep. Usually around 1 or 2 p.m. typically. Mm-hmm. And tr- yeah. 
sometimes later, sometimes a little earlier. It really depends on the day. At what point during the day do you typically break your fast and have your first uh, meal? Yeah. Yeah, I'm similar. Yeah. So I'm so I'll let you talk more about Wise Ape Tea, but 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 first, let's make this about how much I like tea and how tea the how tea has shaped my life, Joe. Um I grew up in a in a tea drinking household where my father still to this day drinks about three or four cups of tea a day um my dad is never it may be you know it's probably more like five or six to be honest um my dad was never a coffee drinker but every single morning he would uh he would wake up and make a cup of uh orange pico tea which is just basically black tea and and specifically it had to be european red rose um, the way that it tasted, the way that it smelled, just it was his thing. And, and uh, being having not having coffee in my house growing up, my dad would have a cup of tea in the morning, usually two, sometimes three. And then in the afternoon when he got back from work in the evening time, he would start drinking tea as well. So five or six o'clock. It's probably too much caffeine now that I, now that I think about it. But tea has always been a, a, a not only a a supplement not only a nootropic not not just a not just a, a tasty drink and he would drink it specifically since we're going to dive deep uh he would drink it with um one sweetener uh and um and two percent milk which i know is blasphemous for the tea drinkers uh in the uk who who have uh, uh perfected the the cup of tea um but but for me the ceremony, uh, the the actual uh, process of making a cup of tea and sitting down and having a chat and drinking and sharing a cup of tea. So it's always been a big part of my life. How did you, Joe, how did you choose to get into tea? Yeah, it's an interesting story. And it's it's cool to hear your your history with tea as well. I, I hadn't known that, so it's great that you've kind of grown up appreciating the tea culture. And uh, I'm sure your dad's, uh, you know, it sounds like he's he's got his hands on a lot of good teas over there. So hopes hopefully Wise Ape's one of those as well now. Um, yeah, so I was actually in the tech industry for a number of years and um, working on another startup and just kind of grinding away. And uh, unfortunately, just as things were kind of hitting their peak, with that company, uh, my father was uh, diagnosed with uh, GBM brain cancer, which is a glioblastoma multiform, uh, pretty much the worst form of one of the worst forms of cancer you can be diagnosed with. And at that point, I uh, decided I was going to move home, I was going to take care of him uh, the best of, to my abilities and um, help him, you know, find some health and happiness in his last days on earth here. So um, over the course of that time, I started researching a ton of different alternative treatments and teas and herbs were one of those, one of those things. And I started using them not only for my own stress, but also for, you know, for his health and, um, started blending them into different concoctions and playing with herb, different herbal combinations. And, and that's really when this, I always say the spirit of wise ape was born during that time. And it just kind of hit me. And I remember running the, the idea past my dad, and he loved it. He was all about it, and um, I had the name and everything. And he kind of gave me his blessing. 
And at that point, I knew that that was going to be my path. And when he passed, I decided I had to pursue this. You know, I was the universe was speaking to me and I happened to be listening in that moment. And that was that was going to be my path. So, um, yeah, I I ventured into this um, this world of tea and herbs. And, um, you know, because of uh, his illness, we've also that also inspired us to become an altruistic tea company. So each one of our tea blends, we partner with a different nonprofit charity to, to kind of give back and help spread wellness information and help support some awesomely impactful causes. Now is a perfect time to plug those because I, I think um, for companies that are so focused on mission, um, please plug plug those organizations right away. Tell us tell us how that works and, and who you support. Yeah, yeah. So first and foremost, we launched with our Chocolate Hustle Blend, and we immediately uh, reached out to partner with the National Brain Tumor Society, obviously a cause close to my heart. And um, they're awesome. They're um, one of the largest um, uh, nonprofits supporting essentially brain cancer patients and looking to find a cure and um, outstanding organization there. And then with our next two blends, we have our Orange Dreamsicle, which we partnered with the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's research. Uh, those guys are awesome. And 100% of their dono- donations go directly to research, uh, which is really great. And then uh, last but not least, uh, our Coconut Warrior Blend, we partnered with the Warrior Angels Foundation. And this is a, a veteran-owned, veteran-run organization, two veteran brothers who are helping other troops and other, other returning vets uh, with TBI and PTSD through natural means as best as possible, trying to not over-medicate some of these troops returning home, but trying to help raise their um, testosterone levels and reduce brain inflammation uh, naturally. So three amazing organizations, and I highly support anybody listening to go check them out and see what they're all about. That's the National Brain Tumor Society, Team Fox, and Warrior Angels Foundation. You, you know, since we met, we met a couple of years ago, and, and we probably don't need to bore people with, you know, how we come came to know each other um, through social media and so forth. But um, I, I really want to dig down into the tea because uh, I I love I love the products, and um, for me, again, let's make this bit about me real quick again. <laughs> uh, I do I do the same. I do coffee in the morning. I do uh, I do a fatty coffee in the morning. Same thing, intermittent fasting. I don't usually eat until one or two o'clock in the afternoon. So I'll have I'll have a fatty coffee or two in the morning, and then I don't eat until you know usually two or three. Um, and when I do eat, I'm still working, so I still need to be operational. And I like to, after I eat, have a cup of the chocolate hustle. Um, and the chocolate hustle is a is a cacao mint yerba mate. And I used to drink yerba mate in college um, when I was studying. You know, you just can't drink coffee all day every day, so I would drink yerba mate. Um, and so now I know that I won't hit that sort of two o'clock post lunch like slump um, because I, I usually have a cup of tea in the afternoon. But I'm so fascinated by by the brand and what you've created in the concoctions um, because you've included adaptogens, you know, in in uh, in the teas. And so let's talk a little bit about adaptogens. Um, yeah. Our, our audience obviously is nootropic fans and tinkerers mm-hmm. and they know what curcumin is. They know what turmeric is and um, – 
um, you tell me a little bit about how how you came to be um, tinkering around with adaptogens in the in the tea blends. Yeah, and again, it goes back to me kind of tinkering around with those when you know uh, helping my dad out and helping myself my my own stress back then. Um, so just kind of moving forward, it was a natural progression that I started researching more and more of these adaptogenic herbs, and um, we decided, you know, um, for the first tea, we wanted to kind of create some type of brain support, some type of cognitive supporting blend. Um, of course, yerba mate is well and widely known for that, um, dating back centuries and centuries. You know, it's been used as like a brain support, brain stimulant, and because it does con- contain caffeine. Um, but then there's a number of other um, adaptogenic herbs which can be combined with the yerba mate. So, like in our original blend, we have bacopa, we have ashwagandha, and tulsi, um, all three of which in studies have been shown to support and enhance cognition. Um, so yeah, we decided to start playing around with flavors and formula, and and we came out. That's initially how we came up with um, chocolate hustle, um, which is the the tea that you had mentioned, the cacao mint yerba mate with adaptogens. And what what was the what was that sort of experimental phase experimental phase like? Was it like oh we'll do a little dash of this and see how I feel and a little dash of that? Was it trial and error? Um, it was a bit first. I mean, it was first heavy research. So just reading as much as we possibly could on each of these herbs and checking through the the studies that have been done on these herbs, and then from there ordering a ton of ingredients and tasting them, and kind of getting an idea of of taste, and then starting to put together the the herbs that we thought would work best a together synergistically, but b would also work best in a blend in terms of flavor. Um, and also would work best based on the studies that we had seen. So, uh, yeah, it was essentially just starting to put these herbs together and tasting them and, and, you know, subjectively trying to see what we were feeling and how we were feeling. And then obviously created some initial blends and passed them out to friends and family and got feedback from them. And how, how are you guys feeling? You know, um, took little surveys to kind of gauge the effectiveness of what we thought was a great blend. And, um, and that's what we've done since then which, with each one of our blends as well. It always starts with the function. Uh, so we start researching different ingredients. Um, then we start um, pretty much finding the flavor profiles from there, mixing and matching, and then testing our early versions of the blends out on um, a little circle of um, friends, family, and tribe members, wise ape tribe members. Do you ever, during this process, did you ever, do you ever, um, you know, when your friends and family are supportive, do you ever, do you ever worry that the feedback that you're getting is honest and not, Oh, that's delicious, honey. I love it. I love it. Is it, <laughs> do you worry about I, that I, in the process? I was, I was at first, but until I've, until we, we handed out a few early samples of a few of the blends where I could tell immediately that people were not, it, it wasn't our <laughs> best version of the blend and I was getting honest feedback. So I kind of have a gauge on, on uh, who, who's going to give me honest feedback and who's not. Um, and in addition to that, we, we've now extended some of those early uh, tasting and, and testing um, options to our, our Wise 8 tribe members. So we'll shoot out uh, some stuff on social media or email to kind of get people to join in to the, a little survey group. And uh, we've gotten some awesome feedback from from 
you know, our customers. Uh, so that it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm, as we're, as we're talking, I'm reading through the ingredients, you know, the, the coconut warrior is, is, is mint and cacao and it's in it and, and it's a unique, it's a unique flavor and it's, and it's just, it's just right. It's a little bit of cacao. It's a little bit of mint, you know, that you can, you can, uh, the yerba mate is there. Uh, the coconut warrior is, is, is slowly becoming one of my favorites um, because it's an it's an anti-inflammatory turmeric tea, and I'm I'm reading the ingredients, and this and this is probably your job, but uh, uh, organic Assam black tea, wild wild crafted pau de arco bark, organic turmeric, organic black pepper, organic cinnamon, organic coconut flakes, organic stevia, natural flavors like that. It, the 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 fact that you've source these ingredients and and tinker it around and come up with uh with these blends is it's fascinating to me it's it's like you know um it's it's like just a little a little chemistry experiment like what what's the weirdest what's the weirdest blend that uh that you've tried out oh gosh um i mean even just some of the early versions of of uh coconut warrior chocolate hustle we had some other ingredients there that in there that weren't exactly as palatable as we would have liked, um, and uh, we've also played around with some. Uh, I might be revealing my hand a little bit too much here, but we've played around with some unique matcha formulas, uh, which is something we're working on to to come out with in the future. And um, I don't know if you've ever had a a, a matcha that's not quite the highest highest in quality or highest grade. Like somebody had sent us some some uh, matcha that just really wasn't the best and uh, bad matcha is just really bad yeah just really really bad um it should should it should be used in the kitchen not not in your cup um <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it, it's all trial and error so and everyone everyone's taste buds are so you know so subjective so some people will love a specific flavor or specific note in in one of our blends and then somebody else won't even taste that note as much. They'll they'll gravitate towards something else in the blend. So it's it's really unique, and we see a lot of that at the events that we do. Just the diversity of of um, flavor profiles in people. It's crazy. Yeah. And you're pretty. I mean, you're you're pretty active, and, and we've known each other for a couple of years now. Um, and I know that you're you're one of us, right? You're a, you're a biohacker. You're a tinker. You're you're interested in, in optimal performance and. And I'm curious how how things have progressed for the company in the last couple of years um, because I see you coming out with with uh, with new teas and I see you posting a lot and traveling and stuff like that. Like, how has it? How's the how's the tea industry overall for you? Overall, it's fantastic. Um, last year we launched with a single product, so there were certainly some challenges in that respect. Um, and then this year we launched two more, so now we actually have a full line of teas. We're not just like a a one-off, one-trick uh, pony company anymore, and um, it's been phenomenal. I mean, we've we've seen our customer base growing. We've seen, in terms of uh, average order sizes going up, um, the feedback we've been getting is great. The the repeat purchases, people love the product. Um, we've we've extended our wholesale accounts and all that stuff too. So, um, yeah, I mean, based on the feedback and based on the sales, like we're definitely onto something. Um, I think. It's always great to hear from your customers too. We receive so many messages from people who have said how these teas help them, which is the most important to us. 
um, you know, we're able to give back through our charitable partners, but to actually give back directly to a customer by, by helping them in some aspect of their life, that's, that's uh, just invaluable to us. Um, you know, specifically the, Ar the Orange Dreamsicle, we've gotten so much feedback. I mean, I have messages saved on my phone from people. You know, one was like, um, hey, I had surgery four weeks ago. I haven't been able to sleep at all. I literally fell asleep with a cup of your tea in my hand last night. Thank you so much. Wow. Um, yeah, stuff like that. And it's just, man, it just gives you gives you chills. You read something like that and you're like, man, okay, this mission, you know, just reminds you of the purpose and the reason why you started a company like ours. Um, you know, and there's a lot of uh, emotional attachment for me personally in this company now based on where it came from and based on where I'd like to see it go. And we, yeah, we want we want to help people, man. We want to spread wellness. We want to spread wellness knowledge. Um, we want to help people evolve their lives and become better versions of themselves. And that's that's really the core of of WiseApe. That's what it's all about, man. That's yeah. That's what that's what we're doing too. You know, <laughs> we want we want help. We want to help people as many people as we can. So I want to go back because before we hit the record button, you were you were telling me that there's that there's a legend that there's a tea legend. Can you just lay that on us, Joe. Yeah. So essentially, I mean, the, as legend has it, Sean, um, around 2700 BC, so about 5,000 years ago, there was a Chinese emperor named Shen Nung. And he's sitting beneath this tree, um, and I guess his uh, one of his he has a servant because he's an emperor, and one of his servants boiling some drinking water, and out of nowhere, a leaf floats down and lands in this cup of boiling water as he's sitting beneath the tree, and that leaf happened to be the Camellia sinensis uh, from the Camellia sinensis plant, which is the tea the the tea tree, and. And that's, that's really the, as legend has it, that's where the beginning, the origin story of tea kind of <laughs> got started. Nice. Um, and initially, you know, tea was used as, uh, as medicine uh, throughout China, and then it spread to, obviously, a number of different regions. And uh, now, it's, now it's all over. It's worldwide, man. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I like that. I like to picture that. Um, one... one you know, because we're 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 a supplement company, and um, the del uh, maybe you know a ton about delivery methods, maybe not. But what what advantage does tea have over other nootropics? You know, like we we take you know extracts, and we take capsules, and we take uh, stuff like that. Like what? Why? How it? How does tea differ as as an ability to to deliver these these adaptogens? Yeah. In terms of delivery, I would say that there's not necessarily an advantage, but it does differ, right? Because not only are you um, absorbing some of these nootropic um, uh, compounds, but you also, you're also allowed to absorb a ton of other compounds such as polyphenols. Right. Um, which are, so it's a combination of, of different compounds that you're getting from a from a tea or from a tea blend like ours, as opposed to just a straight nootropic. Um, in terms of advantage, I don't know that I'd, I'd call it an advantage, but it might be a great complement to somebody's nootropic stack. Uh, so if somebody's already neck deep in the nootropic world and they're they're tinkering with all these different um, chemicals, 
uh, tea like ours, which has the bacopa in it, which has the ashwagandha in it, might be an awesome addition to to what they're already doing. Um, personally, I play with um, nootropics from time to time, but I, I like to consume um, I like to consume it as a, what I like to call a slow the slow drip method, right? Which is to me that's what our tea is. It's like a slow drip um, nootropic tea. Um, as opposed to just kind of like that spike of uh, compounds that's entering your system. And mm. so you, you might not um, notice it as much as you would as like a whatever, a racetam or if you're playing with like modafinils or anything like that, like you're, you're probably not going to notice a profound spike like that. Um, but it would be more of a kind of a gentle, um, subtle effect. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, you're, you you pour a cup of tea, the hot water activates, you know, the herbs and the uh, and the other ingredients in the tea. Uh, then it slowly releases, and then you sip it. And over the time of where you sip it, you know, sip it slowly, then it starts to do its thing. You know, one thing that that I've always again like, I drink I drink a lot of tea, and uh, and and I pay close attention to it. And one of the things that I've always appreciated about some as other cultures is is that they're 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 really focused on it you know like in the south in south america you know you have the you have the south american guys that are drinking yerba mate out of that like gourd thing do you know what that's called i always forget the name of that uh it's yes it's, it's the gourd the yeah gourd. with like yeah. a copper straw and they and and you'll see you know at the world cup this summer you'll see tons of south american guys as they are walking into the stadium like sipping yerba mate out of this out of the tea gourd and then of course you look at um um you know asian countries and 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 cultures over there where it's it's a massive part of of their sort of cultural infrastructure is the is the process and ceremony of sipping tea you get stimulated you start having conversations you start making ideas you know i'm I'm sure if you went back to like the silk road you know tea was uh i mean people went to war over it it's it's that important of a resource you know, there's the Boston Tea Party. There's the, it's 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 woven into our cultural um, reality across the globe, and yet it's still it's still not like wildly popular in the United States. Do you do you think that the U.S. is more of a coffee drinking culture than a tea culture in your in your understanding of it? I think it was, uh, but we've seen a a huge shift. Uh, especially amongst millennials, uh, more millennials now are drinking tea than coffee. Um, so it's, uh, for years, yes. I mean, we were a uh, country based in coffee and, and that's, um, it's slowly kind of the teas. I feel like there's, there was a, a stigma attached to tea a bit, you know, for, yeah. for a while it, it seemed to be more of like the daintier, you know, Sissy. between coffee, yeah, like a little bit, you know, like, <laughs> You know, I'm a child of the 80s, and I remember, like, it was always coffee was, like, the more masculine beverage. You're like, right. that's just how it was, you know? It was, like, and, and tea was kind of more of a daintier beverage, and that was actually part of our mission as well. We wanted to kind of, you know, not only re-educate people on the benefits of health and tea, but kind of make tea hip again, you know? Bring, bring some edginess back to the tea world, because um, it's a fantastic beverage, you know, and there's, there needs to be, there needs to be more brands that speak to this next generation of tea drinker. And, and, and we'd like to be one of those. Yeah. Well, the branding, the branding suits, you know, for those of you who, who have not seen, 
uh, or this is your first time learning about Wise Ape, just go to this website. Go to go to Wise Ape T uh, or what? Just WiseApe.com. Yeah, WiseApeT. Uh, WiseApeT.com. And 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 just peep the branding, like the the third the the gorilla with the th- with the third eye. It's just it like it does. It draws you in. It's um, the the. I think you're I think you're headed in the right direction because as soon as as soon as you land on the site as soon as you see the brand you get it. Okay, this is this is for a purpose. You know, the, the I'm I'm drinking this for an effect to for this to fuel my life rather than, you know, I'm sipping with a pinky up out of a teeny tiny cup and a floppy hat, you know, it's not it's it's not the same. Right, right. We we like to say we we mix flavor with function. So uh, although they're functional teas, they taste pretty damn good. I don't say so myself. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm curious about uh, about adaptogens, and I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into in, into the the world of adaptogens and, and how what the pro, what the process is. Um, is is all tea is all tea a nootropic? Is all tea an adaptogen? No. So. Um, and in terms of like, are all teas nootropic? I think that really comes down to semantics, right? Like what's your definition of the word nootropic? I mean, enhances cognition, I guess, is like fundamentally, but it, that might, the, the definition might have changed in, in our current, you know, in the status quo at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so and if you believe caffeine's a nootropic, then yeah, all teas a nootropic, as long as you're not drinking decaf. Um, but personally, I, I wouldn't say all teas are nootropic. Um, I I could see how some of our blends have been referred to as nootropics because we do include some of these other adaptogenic herbs in there, which you know the same same ingredients that you might find in nootropics. Like bacopa is a very a very common um, herb found in other um, in many nootropic brands. Um, so yeah, it's I mean, what is a nootropic? That's all semantics. Um, but yeah, I don't know that I'd say all tea is a, a nootropic. Um, although it could be, depends how you look at it. You know, it's got caffeine, so if caffeine's uh, all you need to get your brain going, and then then certainly you could call it that. Well, there's also like you know um, herbal teas that are that are not caffeinated. You know, I mean, you're still consuming uh, you're still consuming a, an herb that does something, right? Whether it's um, you know, mint can be an appetite suppressant, and uh, chamomile is relaxing. You know, you're right. I think I think it depends on your definition of what a nootropic is. So then, how does that differ from from adaptogen? For let's just say somebody's this is the first time. Welcome to the OPP. This is the first time they've listened, and they want to they want to know what what an adaptogen is. How does how do you define that? Right. So adaptogens are compounds, herbs are compounds that that contain compounds that better help the body regulate stress. Um, so, and that's, that's the general quality of what's classified as an adaptogen. On top of that, these adaptogens can have other qualities, which is why the three adaptogens we used in Chocolate Hustle also have been shown to increase cognitive function. Um, the adaptogens that we've used in Orange Dreamsicle also have been shown to promote relaxation and sleep. So this world of adaptogens, there's there's tons of different adaptogenic herbs, and they're fantastic at helping the body to really better regulate stress, better deal with stressors um, internally and externally. 
but on top of that, they have some other amazing qualities as well. Which is which is your favorite? I know that's not a fair question, but oh man, that's not fair. <laughs> um, my favorite is the blend that we're working on right now, which we can't reveal. Oh, <laughs> smart, smart, smart. Well played, Joe. Okay, okay, all right, all right. That's fair. Really, I mean, really. To be fair, it comes down to for me, it comes down to time of day and how I'm feeling and what what I'm trying to achieve. Right. So mornings, I usually go with the chocolate hustle. Because of the yerba mate, there's a bit more caffeine in that one. So it gives me a little bit more of a kick in the butt when I'm kind of getting my day going. Plus, it has the additional cognitive support of those three adaptogens we mentioned. Midday, I usually go towards the coconut warrior because I'm trying to cut down my caffeine content as I get closer to the end of the day, right? Right. You don't want to be loading up on caffeine right before bed. It's going to disrupt your deep sleep, your REM sleep, your sleep in general. And then uh, before bed, I go I go with the orange dreamsicle. Um, kind of winds me down. Uh, it's ceremonial for me. It's kind of part of my nightly routine. Sometimes I'll, um, I'll even take like a coconut, like a CBD infused coconut oil or something like that and blend it into our dreamsicle and do some like late night. Um, I shouldn't say late night, but pre bed stretching, um, with kettlebells or just some yoga or just kind of stretch the body out Mm -hmm. and relax. Um, yeah, it really depends on use case. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I. It, you're right. That wasn't fair. It wasn't fair because I, 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 I'm the same way, and I think our <laughs> listeners are too, right? You know, like if you've got to get stuff done, you're going to gravitate toward uh, one thing over another, and, and time of day. Um, I'm glad that you brought up CBD because you may know this. You know, you probably know this about me already, but um, I'm a giant proponent of the power of CBD as a um, as a medicine um, and a supplement to reduce swelling. Um, and tell me a little bit more about the CBD infused coconut oil blending in the evening time. Yeah. So uh, recently I've tried it from a company called Santa Cruz Medicinals. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the company. And they infuse this amazing coconut oil with um, CBD and it's about 40 gram or 40 milligrams of CBD per serving. And, um, the same way that you would blend up like a bulletproof coffee or, you know, a bulletproof tea. Um, I do that. I do that with the dream school at night. So you're getting a little bit of the added healthy fats. You're getting the CBD oil and you're getting the adaptogenic herbs in our tea blend, um, which, uh, are probably even more bioavailable because you're, you're blending them with fat as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I love it, man. It puts me on cloud nine. Yeah. Just, um, just sets me up for a great night's sleep and a rejuvenation. You know, I don't know if you heard the episode with, uh, Alon, uh, Alon Shabo from Sabaiti who did, uh, he does the TBD, uh, the CBD, uh, tincture called good vibes. Um, he was explaining to me that the CBD is actually a stimulant. Um, it's a stimulant, but it stimulates the right aspects of your sleep cycle so that you can actually sleep deeper. I thought that was kind of fascinating. I've, I've dug into it a little bit more. So it's not like it doesn't knock you out. It actually stimulates parts of your brain and parts of your central nervous system so that when you're sleeping, you're not woken up as easily. So you can actually like, it's the sort of like inversion of, of, of what you might expect. Um, that's fascinating. Yeah, I actually hadn't heard that episode. I'm gonna have to go back and dig in. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's a it's a pretty popular one. People like that one. 
I guess, you know, talking about cannabis, um, people get, people get excited. Uh, um, where was I going to go? Where, where are you going to go with this? Like, you know, if now, now that you've gone from, you know, tech, tech guy to, um, tea blend entrepreneur, um, now that you've got some experience in comp- composing and different recipes and different blends and introducing adaptogens, you know, um, coming up with these, with these, with these teas, um, do you see, does, do all, does, does everything indicate that, that your business is going to continue to grow and people are going to be drinking more tea and therefore, uh, you're going to, you're going to keep, keep rocking it out and growing, growing this business. Like where, where do you go? Where do you go from here, Joe? Yeah, if all the stars align, Sean, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep plugging away here. Yeah, I mean, like I like I mentioned earlier, the feedback and the the sales and everything from a business perspective has been great. We've seen growth in every direction. Um, so at this point, it's up to us to just maintain quality. That's important, right? Because right. as we grow, you don't want to start cutting corners and sacrificing um, aspects of the business or of the product. So that's really important to us um, and to, to keep the core of our business intact as well, which is the altruistic movement. So, yeah, we're going to just keep innovating. We've got some really we're, we're always trying to come up with something that's a little unique instead of just putting out a blend that you might see on the shelf of like a target or something like that. You know, we're, we're always looking to innovate and put together unique ingredients. And you might even see us come out with um, a different the line of products in the future as well. So mm-hmm. just, uh, always experimenting. Yeah. What was some of the, when some of the feedback that you've gotten has, what's the, you know, cause we've seen, we've seen, uh, mushroom coffees, you know, we've seen, um, you know, the guys, uh, who's the, oh man, it's the, the name is an intake. An intake. Four, four Sigmatic. Yeah. About? Yeah. Right. So like, that's a thing now, you know, people are drinking, mm-hmm. um, people are drinking, drinking that product. Um, do you see what's, what's the strangest thing that you've put into a tea? <laughs> like what's the weirdest tasting or strangest adaptogen that you've put in the tea so far? Or can you talk about it? <laughs> um, yeah, we certainly, um, we've played around with some mushrooms. Um, I've actually, you know, even the four Sigmatic guys, they make some great products. So we've, uh, some of our silverback bulletproof tea recipes. We've thrown in some unique mushroom mixtures into there. Um, sometimes it's a hit, sometimes it's a miss. It really depends on the, the flavor profile we're going for. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, I've thrown just about anything you could think of into, into our tea, to be honest. I really have, man. I, I mean, powders and j- just everything you can think of, raw, like raw ingredients. Um, I'm always experimenting um so can we expect like a gold flake tea at some point (laughs) i don't think i don't think that's quite in our future you know (laughs) maybe not sustainable Uh, like a like a bejeweled wise ape uh tea blend or something (laughs) no no i don't think so uh you know i know i i know i know that you're that you're you know intimately involved and and keep up with podcasts and um the personal development space and the performance space biohacking and and so forth you know you're you're in the you're in the crew you're in the um you're in the web of 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 optimal performers um 
what's the, what's the feedback or, or what sort of response have you gotten from from the the sort of paleo community or keto community or performance based community for your teas? Like what you know from from somebody who's who's on a different coast than I am, who probably reads different things than I am, but are but are still interested in performance. Like what what have you what's been your association and, and your uh, reception from sort of the the hard charging per, uh, performance community? Yeah, um, great question. And actually, those communities are the ones that initially helped build this brand. Because last year when we launched our Chocolate Hustle, those were the communities that we were speaking to and we were sending samples to and we were reaching out to and connecting with and and, and gaining that feedback. Um, so, and, and their response was fantastic. I mean, um, just amazing feedback all, all the way around from from all of the communities you named the the keto communities who have adopted you know our teas in, in forms of uh, the the silverback bulletproof tea that we do um, the the biohacking communities um, at, I, don't, I I wish sometimes I was kind of out on the west coast because I feel like there's there's more out there there there's not as many um, there's there's not as many people out on the East Coast here that are really kind of um, part of those communities. I'd say the communities are just smaller out here. Sure. So for us, it's been a lot of education. So a lot of these East Coast events that we attend, it's a lot of education on our part because not everybody knows what paleo is, what keto is, what biohacking is. Not everybody, not everybody knows what adaptogens are. Um, so it's been a, a huge amount of education on our end to try and bring some of those um, those tools and some of those values and some of those um, functional approaches to this the East Coast out here. Um, but it's it's been fun. We've been able to connect with a number of people and and hopefully we've kind of set them on a path of curiosity to explore uh, some of the things that inspire you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. Is trying to is trying to inspire people and, and help them live their best life. You know, if, if if someone knew that they could have a cup of uh a cup of tea that is anti inflammatory, that would help them recover, that tastes awesome. Um uh, the way that I describe the coconut warrior is the one I'm one I'm speaking about because we serve it at the at the float centers. We have we we carry all three and people love them. Um especially uh, the, you know, the 8.30 PM float where someone floats, uh, they're feeling relaxed and then they come out and they, they grab, uh, they pour themselves a cup of the orange dreamsicle and they take that, uh, take that, uh, on their way home. Uh, and they sort of sip that on their drive home so that they, when they get home, they can just go home and go to bed. Um, one thing that, that I think is part of this education inspiration is, is to tell people that, that there's that there's lots of different things that they can do that will help their bodies and that will help their brains. And, and, you know, from your Genesis story, from your, the day one of, of wise ape is to help people help reduce suffering and help increase performance. Um, uh, for people to know that they could, that they could do, do themselves a favor by having a cup of tea that's kind of purposeful. And also, you know, is working with, um, with organizations that are, 
that are beneficial for you know brain tumors and multiple sclerosis and uh, you know it's just it's a it's a big deal. Do do people on the East Coast and you're in, you're in New Jersey? Is there is there a tea drinking culture out there? Like, are you do, can we find you uh, on a Saturday night in uh, sitting on the floor uh, on a on a pillow? Drinking, sipping tea with with weirdos in uh, in in, uh, in New Jersey, like is is it part of the culture over there? As far as you found, well, there is now because we're here. But yeah, <laughs> but um, no, beyond that, man, not I mean, not so much. You know, even in terms of like tea lounges and stuff like that, there's not a ton of it. There's not a ton of it here in Jersey. So um, it's cool to be able to expose people to new teas and not just like. You know, you're not just grabbing a bag of Lipton off the shelf or uh, just a standard tea you might find in in your your Whole Foods. Even it's something unique, so it allows us to introduce people to tea, but also to health. Um, and and part of our mission here in the tri-state area, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania, is to start elevating that tea culture and to putting more tea in front of people. Um, and that's something that we'd like to be more actively involved in moving forward as well as the company grows, um, you know, in terms of creating the experiences that you're referring to, you know, where it's not just, um, drinking the tea anymore in your home, but maybe sharing, sharing that tea with some others. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we've been able to do that through a number of wellness centers and float spas like yours. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many times in a post float lounge, I've been hanging out drinking tea with some amazing folks who have just floated or who are about to go float and having some interesting conversations and sharing philosophies and um, conversation over tea with a like-minded community is, it's just, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, the, the, the ceremony of, of heating the water up to just the right temperature and, and, and the pour, you know, it, it brings, it really does bring people together and, speaking to the millennials and this is going to kind of be a tangent, but, um, speaking to sort of the millennial population, you know, anybody under 35, um, has had access to information really quickly and has also, um, not accepted various cultural norms, um, that, that the generation before did. And I think that the, let's go out and get hammered at the bar culture um, is I think is is giving way to let's let's meet somewhere at a park and smoke some weed and talk or let's go meet at a hookah lounge and smoke some hookah hookah and talk and let's 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 build community around things that are that are not as detrimental that that's not the sort of party culture and tea fits perfectly into that and I've been a part of a couple of tea ceremonies by tea with tea masters where you know they just keep pouring the just for in one example you know we spent um it was a it was an equinox evening and it was a bunch of my weird friends you know um shaman and astrologers and dancers and musicians and stuff and we were having a tea ceremony with this guy and he had this whole setup he had a dozen different types of tea and we all sat in, in, in like a U-shaped semicircle and this, you know, the, the ceremony involves like just the presentation of, of what we're all drinking now. And he explains kind of what this does and where it's from and where it's sourced and what, what the sort of stories are behind this, 
you know, this oolong or this, you know, this pour, uh, and then he pours. And the thing is, is like it, they just keep pouring. Like if you finish your, you're not supposed to have an empty cup. Like if you get down and they're, and they're tiny little teacups, but if you get down to, you drink your tea halfway, the tea master will just fill your cup. And so before long, five or six or seven hours have passed. It's two in the morning and I'm jacked because we've been drinking tea for six hours and, 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 and having these blends. And it, it was just, it was such a special experience because it, it was about, um, uh, fellowship and conversation and stimulation and, and connection. And I think that that really suits the, uh, the millennials. I think it really suits a culture that's, that's gravitating away from sort of, um, self-destructive behaviors and into more collaborative, um, ways of being. Joe, have you ever been a, have you ever done a tea ceremony like that? I haven't, man. No, but it, I, it sounds absolutely incredible. So I would love to. I would love to find something. Uh, maybe I can find something in my area here. Maybe New York even would have something like that. That's that sounds absolutely incredible. Just look. And for, just to, look for the hippies. Look for the hippies. Yeah. And just to to touch on what you just said, I think um, it's a thousand percent right, especially with the way society's been going, where we've almost been disconnected from one another through technology in a way um there, there's a level of connection we obtain through c- technology but there's also a level of social disconnection that that's caused because of it so yeah man getting together over um a pot of tea um can be a, just another way to kind of connect and explore relationships and um, communicate face to face with people and share ideas openly um you know, I feel like in today's day and age, there's there's less and less of that. People have become scared to share their thoughts or their ideas. They're kind of um, they've locked themselves in this box of technology. And, you know, it's important, man. It's important to get together and talk to people and build that trust and build that community and and, um, and explore ideas. Yeah. So the, it. it you know, maybe it's maybe it's epigenetic. You know, maybe it's evolutionary. Maybe there's something that goes back so far, generations after generations. Like we, maybe we do have, you know, your your great 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 grandfather and grandmother sat around um, a, a fire and drank tea together. You know, like I I feel like this process of sipping a warm sipping a beverage. You know, it gives you something to do. Um, beer beer's beer's good. You know, cocktails. Are Cocktails are good, sure, do your thing, but but to sit around and have something to drink and have nowhere to go, it's just you and me and this tea, this cup of tea, and we're just going to sit and chat. I think there's a power of it. It's a, it, it's it really is a community building um, process and ceremony that allows us to um, that allows us to connect in a really healthy way, in a, in a, in a functional way. You know, we're probably not going to sit around drinking kale shakes. We're probably not going to sit around drinking like protein shakes. Uh, but tea really does lend itself to, um, uh, to that sort of, that sort of connection. Uh, I forget the name of it, but there was this blue tea and I'd never seen it before. Um, I forget the guy's, I think his name's Edgar was the, was the guy uh, who was, who was hosting here in Seattle. And it was this it was bright blue and I pressed him on it and I said, Hey man, this is, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Like you, you, this, you're as legit as it comes and you're serving me this stuff that looks like Gatorade. 
like, what is this stuff? And he's like, it actually, it's, and I was like, what, how does it make that blue color? And he's like, there's no additives. There's something chemically. And I forget the name of what it was, but we sat and drank this blue tea for like two hours. Uh, it's just, it was just fun. It's just something I, I dig it. Yeah. I remember, uh, it's actually something we've been wanting to look into because of just because of the, uh, the novelty of it, it looks kind of cool, but, um, I haven't dug into the actual ingredients or, but I, I've, I remember seeing something along the same lines where it's a natural occurring blue tea or even purple. I've seen some that are even purple huh. and, and they, they kind of like transform colors a bit, but it's, um, yeah, it's an, it's, it's naturally de- derived effect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fascinating, man. There's so much, there's so much out there that we're just not even exposed to yet. You know, the, the world of tea, the world of, uh, health and wellness in general is just, it goes so deep and we're, we're just currently, we're students of the game. We're, we're constantly learning, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a fun time, man. It's fun. What are some other brands that you really like? Um, so personally, actually, I like ordering loose tea cause I have this awesome little tea kettle here. Um, so from time to time, I don't just drink wise ape, although Often I do, but, um, yeah, so I'll use like, there's this brand I use called golden tips. Um, and they're a Darjeeling tea company. Um, so it's all organic teas from the high altitude mountains in Darjeeling in India. And I love their teas. Um, absolutely phenomenal flavor and profile. And one of my favorite things to do with a tea like that is use a kettle and you go through a number of different steeps, right? So you'll do your first steep, you'll do your second steep, and obviously the caffeine content drops down with each one of those as well. So it's a nice way to kind of drink tea throughout the day while kind of tailoring, tailoring off the um, the caffeine content, that, the caffeine that you're consuming. Can you explain um, that to us a little bit, Joe? What what that means for a steep, second steep? Like how? Can you can you mm-hmm. outline that process? Sure. So. First steep is the first time that you're steeping the tea leaves in hot water. Um, you know, you pour out, you, you drink, and then the second steep would be you're doing the same process over again. And with a good tea, you can retain flavor throughout multiple steeps. Um, so you'll notice with like a good organic green tea from, from Darjeeling, that you can go through four or five, even six steeps of tea. Really? And you're, you're, and, and you're still getting some really nice flavor from that tea. Um, and some people prefer, some people are like, you know, in the tea world, they prefer, oh, I, I like the second steep of this tea. <laughs> um, so there's there's intricate, um, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really unique, man. It's really cool. So it's one of my favorite things to do when I'm just kind of, maybe on a Sunday when I'm just relaxing, reading and just hanging out or with, with a group of friends where we're, like you said, we're having some conversation. I'll throw a pot of tea on, I'll throw some organic teas in there and I'll just, I'll do a first steep, I'll do a second steep and I'll just keep it rolling until, until you're not really getting much out of there anymore except for water. Sure. Um, Speaking of water, do you, uh, just cause I'm a I mean, I own float centers. I'm a Pisces. I'm just a nut. I'm, I'm, I'm a little crazy for water. Uh, it's just my thing. But, um, uh, do you use a special kind of water in your tea? So I have a, um, I have a Berkey water filter. Nice. 
which is uh, one of the best filters on the market. I mean, there's there's others that are are far better for sure, but um, in terms of like consumer grade, I think Berkey's uh, really great at removing a ton of different toxic chemicals from the water and stuff like that. So yeah, I always 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 use filtered water, um, and uh, and you really do notice a change in in uh, flavor and even texture sometimes with yeah. the, the way that it interacts with the teas. Um, recently I have to mention this cause I've, I'd read about Kangen water. Are you familiar with Kangen water? I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'd read about this, I guess over the past like year or so I've been hearing about Kangen water and recently I visited a wellness spa up in Jersey city, um, om, om.life just to give them a little shout out. They're one of our customers and, uh, he has the Kangen water there and he's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta try your tea with the Kangen water. It was the best tasting version of our tea that I've ever had. Nice. It was absolutely incredible, you know. And um, describe it. What what made it different? Man, just the the flavor profiles of uh, of our teas were just that much that much more prominent. Um, and again, it was like it was subtle. It was smooth, but just I could just and and I think our teas taste great with the way I'm doing it here, but. Man, it was just something about. I, I asked him. I said, "Did you put something in here? Like, did you add something to this tea?" He said, "No, man. It's the water. It's the Kangen water." And I don't know if you've ever seen the demonstration where, with cold water, with a cold cup of water, and then a cold cup of Kangen water right next to it, you, if you drop a tea bag in, because the I guess, and I'm probably going to screw this up. Maybe you could correct me here, Sean. But the molecular density is like lower there's there's less molecules in the Kangen water or something along those lines it, it yeah yeah it's, right? it's alkaline right it's it's alkaline but it's also smaller density in terms of particles so it's able to get into the tea much quicker so you'll see wow the color change in a can cup of Kangen water immediately in cold water you just you touch that tea bag to the water and the colors just come out huh whereas in a regular cup of water it, it's going to take like, you know, five minutes. <sighs> wow. So, yeah. That's pretty fascinating. It, it, it blew my mind, man. It blew my mind. Yeah. So and, that's and, something I, and the I'd actual like tea more. was good. I mean, it was the best, the best, he said the oh, best, the best it cup. Was it was fantastic. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, I'm drinking. It's like my, I'm drinking my own tea for the first time again. It was incredible. Like, man, I do a really good, I, I make a really good <laughs> cup of tea. Look at me go. <laughs> Uh, what what sort of tea what sort of teapot do you use? This is for the this is for tea core. This is for the people who gravitated toward this episode because they absolutely just dork out on it. And there are a lot of people like that. Like what what do you use for your uh, for your pot? Yeah, I just I have a couple of um, cast iron pots that I've collected over the past few years. Good for um, you. Yeah, not nothing crazy. Nothing. Uh, I'm you know again. I'm I came into this world from more of a health and wellness perspective, so I'm still. For me, there's still so much to explore and so much to learn in tea culture. Oh yeah, um, but uh, but I love it, man. Yeah, so just a couple cast irons, which do the trick, and um, little stainless steel insets that you can steep your tea in. Yep. Um, you're not you're yeah. not doing the uh, clay pot where you pour the water over the pot to keep it moist. That you're not you're not you're not that kind of level yet. Not yet, man. I'm not there. <laughs> That's like. That's like level ten. I'm at like level uh, seven, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've I've only seen it. I actually, I, yeah, obviously, I don't do that at my house. 
the way that I drink tea is that we have a glass uh, uh, kettle um, that we fill with. So the water that we drink at my house is um, is spring gathered. So there's actually a um, I live half a mile away from the 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 highest quality naturally occurring artisan spring water um, in the state. Um, just right by my house. And, um, so I'll go down and fill up. I've got, you know, six, six or seven, five gallon, um, jugs. A couple of them are glass and a couple of them are, are BPA free plastic. And, um, so that's the, that's the only water that I drink at my house. Um, so I make tea with that and coffee with that and, and cook with that and everything like that. So when I go out, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of know what, I know what, good water tastes like um when i'm just out and about or whatever but um that's how that's how i do it is i'll do i'll just do a um um a pot in in my glass pot with the with that and then and i can tell and when people drink it that that don't know any better they're like whoa what is this like it's it's almost it's almost sweeter it's like no it just doesn't have it doesn't have a whole tube of toothpaste worth of fluoride in it, and and it doesn't smell like chlorine, like a pool at the gym. You know, it's it doesn't have it doesn't have pharmaceuticals in it. It's, a big it's deal. such an important point, man. That dude, that's awesome that you are that close to to a clean spring like that. That's incredible. You can um, go you can go to findaspring.com, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's a it's a resource to find whatever the sort of natural spring near you where you can actually go gather water, find a spring.com. You can find, uh, now I have to look it up just to make sure. I'm going to uh, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. So w- one more, one more time before we, before we take it home, um, I would love, I would love to, to take a little bit more time talking about the organizations that you guys that you guys donate to because I know that that's a that's an important part of what you guys do. Can you can you tell us can you highlight the three organizations that the three that the three current T's more to come uh, are supporting because I think that uh, this is a great a great opportunity to to highlight those. Yeah. So the National Brain Tumor Society, which is partnered officially partnered with our Chocolate Hustle Tea Blend, um, again they're seeking to find cures and medicines and, and supporting those with uh, brain tumors and brain cancer. Um, and that's actually the organization that we were donating to through my father's illness. So uh, fantastic organization there. Then there's the Michael J. Fox for Parkinson's Research, the largest organization in the world for uh, researching Parkinson's. And again, 100% of all donations to them go directly to research um, so administrative fees are already covered by, um, um, by some, um, wealthy individuals who are covering this cost. So they're able to kind of take a hundred, a hundred percent of the uh, donations and put it right towards research, which is awesome. And then of course the, the warrior angels foundation, uh, veteran owned veteran run two brothers who are looking to make a difference in the world, man. Cause, um, these guys, um, actually I'd first heard about these guys on, I believe it was Joe Rogan's podcast and their story is so compelling. Um, and, uh, they, they both had been suffering from TBI and PTSD after returning home. They were over-medicated. Uh, it forced them, it, it pretty much put them in a position where they started drinking and their lives were essentially falling apart. Families were about to leave them. Um, suicidal thoughts, the whole deal. And they found this guy, Dr. Mark Gordon, who helped totally transform their lives and 
bring their testosterone levels back up to normal, reduce the inflammation in the brain, um, all through mostly natural means. And they were able to kind of get off the meds. They were able to uh, get their lives back, reclaim their lives. And they wanted to help other troops and, and other vets do the same thing. So that's what their organization's all about. Um, and, uh, they're, they're, and they're great guys too. That's Adam and Andrew Marr are really good guys. So yeah, those are the three organizations. Um, and, and we always, we always, um, intensely vet any partner that we're kind of looking to, to work with as well. So we, we look for organizations that are not, not only are, um, have a purposeful mission and, and, so, and many times it's something that's close to our hearts, but also, you know, companies that are really, really making a difference and they're doing it right. And it's coming from a place of passion. So awesome. Awesome, yeah. Joe. So I just looked it up and there are three in New Jersey. There are three springs. So one's in uh, Jamesburg, one's in Asbury Park, and one's in Mays Landing. Oh, nice. Two of those are pretty close to me. Are you up in the northern? I'm south, so I'm I'm not far from Mays Landing, about uh, 45 minutes from there, and I'm about um, an hour or so from Asbury Park, so it's not bad. Yeah, and we have some customers in both areas, so next time I'm I'm making some wholesale runs, I'll uh, I'll swing by and grab some spring water. Boom! There you go. Grab some grab some uh, big jugs and take them down there with you. Yeah. What do you use? Glass? You use giant glass jugs to fill, uh, fill up, or I've got yeah. So I've got uh, I've got three glass carboys, which they use for blue, for brewing beer. They're I mean they're they're a hundred and twenty pounds when they're full of water. Um, <laughs> so they're heavy. They're super heavy, but it's but it's worth it. So I've got three of those, and then I've got uh, I think I've got four or five other plastic bpa free um five gallon big jugs of water that you'd see like in the top of like a water dispenser um that i that i rotate out you know a couple of times a year so that's what i do but but for me you know we'll we'll come back with 35 or 40 gallons of 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 gathered water and that'll last my family about a month um cooking and eating and drinking um that way that's awesome man yeah, I definitely got to try that out. I'll yeah. let you know how it goes. I'll, I'll let you know how our tea tastes with the. Uh, yeah. Well, you you already know. I already so, know. But, it's amazing. Yeah, you already know. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm probably getting the. I'm probably getting the. Well, it's funny, right? Not to not to go on a tangent again, but like you know, the spring water in 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 uh, Seattle is different than the spring water in New Jersey. You know, you may have different. Um, different mineral content well you're gonna have different mineral content which is gonna you know highlight the flavor in a different way it's gonna react to the to the tea it's gonna it's gonna be a different cup of tea oh cool i could go all day man we could talk about we could talk about tea all day but i think this is a good place a good place to stop joe is there anything anything else that we left out anything else that um that you really want to mention or or anything uh that you want to shout out before you take this thing home I just think, um, you know, everybody listening, I mean, most of the people listening to this podcast are already well-informed on health and wellness. So yeah, for us, it's just about continuing to spread that information, spread that knowledge. We have an awesome blog um, where we, we publish um, pretty well-researched um, health hacking content and about, you know, wellness, about tea, about fitness. So if anybody wants to check that out, it's wise8t.com. Um, you can find it. It's called the Evolution Blog. Um, and if you sign up for email list, you'll get some awesome articles, um, about wellness and health hacking as well. And, uh, yeah, man, I think just, we need to continue, 
you know, not only eating healthy, but drinking healthy, you know, drinking, drinking high quality teas is a great way to get additional nutrients, polyphenols, antioxidants into our system all day long. Um, you know, I'll typically just roll out with, with a glass jug of tea on the road with me and just be sipping it all day. Nice. Um, so it's a great way to stay healthy and stay wise. <laughs> nice. Good one. Joe, thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks for having me, Sean. Really appreciate it, brother. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. As always, show notes, links to articles, explanations, and deep dives into the content based in this episode can be found at naturalstacks.com. The Optimal Performance Podcast is a Natural Stacks original. Our executive producers are myself, Sean McCormick, and Tyson Eldridge, and the OPP keeps rolling on.